the passion narratives of the four Gospels are as powerful as any passages in the whole of the Scriptures. We know the details so well. We easily slip into our own imaginations to transport ourselves to each of those scenes. Watching, perhaps weeping, flinching, reaching out, and ultimately we are reduced to an uncomfortable sadness and silence. Perhaps we are tempted to dwell on the question, why did they do that to him? I want to pose a different question for us to ponder in these days. To reach into that deeper level of faith and spiritual consciousness and to ask, why did he love us with such abandonment, with such total surrender, with such unconditional trust and absolute freedom that we find ourselves overwhelmed with a new desire to love him and embrace all he taught and all he stood for. Paul tells the Philippians he emptied himself. It disarms us, washes over us, silences us. There were other questions during Lent that I think led to this question today. Why in the desert did he choose to be the servant son instead of becoming the master of power and glory? Why did he choose to come down the mountain to continue his journey to Jerusalem instead of staying in the safe company of Moses and Elijah? Why did he choose the unlikely messenger of the Samaritan woman if not to announce to all ages and to us that he was the wellspring of life itself? Why did he heal the man born blind, if not to let us know that in our seeing we are sometimes blind to compassion? Why raise Lazarus from the dead, if it would only lead to accusations of playing God and bring him to his own cross and death? Trying to understand love at any time is always part hoping, part experience, part gratitude, and a good part of mystery. Trying to fathom the love of God in Jesus is not so different. But when we approach such love, it changes everything.
in the unfolding of Jesus' passion, in the gift of the Eucharist, in the sacrifice of the cross, in the astonishing emptiness of the tomb, we discover the revelation of a God who embraces us with an unconditional love and joy. My friends, we enter this Holy Week realizing that it was not power that saved us. It is never power that saves us, but the humility of Jesus Christ. A humility that made him a companion to the poor, to the outcasts, to the broken and the brokenhearted, the hungry and the sinners. That was his ministry in the whole of life. He would not change it at death. In fact, it would be his final teaching for us. We also enter this Holy Week, perhaps with heavy hearts and jaded spirits because of these days in which we live. Conscious of the anguish of our sisters and brothers who are in grief or in fear, in poverty, in exile from family or country, who are uncertain about life and livelihood, about being well and being alone. All of those for whom Jesus emptied himself in his life and in his dying. We enter Holy Week with them, for they too are the ones he redeems. Most importantly, we enter Holy Week with all our companions in faith, almost all of them at a distance. Our family members, our sisters and brothers who would otherwise be with us. With those we know who are anxious for any reason. And those who are helping. With those who have found ways to lift up the spirits of others and to celebrate even the simplest moments of joy and gratitude. They too are the redeemed. And even though we are caught up in the raw emotion of Jesus' suffering and death, in the restless uncertainty of the world we live in, we also rest in the awareness, the mystery of the resurrection, his and ours, is true. And so let us enter this Holy Week with great hope, a hope that the world cannot give, let us do that with a full heart and a humble spirit. And let us do it for one reason alone. He loved us so much.